0: Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Je- Jessica Blesha. Have I ever pronounced that right, Jessica?
1: Fleisha, like a fly. Oh, Fleisha. sorry, Jessica. Okay. So what is your business called and what do you do? So my business is I am Fighting Fit. I'm a two times English kickboxing champion and a second degree black belt hypnotherapist and inspirational figure inspirational speaker who can speak and I ensure <laughs> wholehearted health inspiring individuals and creating confidence. That is a lot of things so break it down for me. So the main premise of the business is to take people who want to achieve more out of life out of their business but they also know that there is an area of their health that they need to work on. So it might be that they're extremely stressed and they need to reduce their anxiety and they need to focus on relaxation, self-care, time for them. Or it might be that they have weight loss goals and they want to increase their self-esteem and boost their confidence through that area. And I, two main ways that I work with clients is either one-to-one with the hypnotherapy to go to a deeper level, release anything that's holding them back to help them achieve a more specific goal or I run a community fighting fit together, where I coach kickboxing. So I do live classes twice a week on a Tuesday and a Friday, I put all the recordings into a library. And then alongside that, I run a Sunday session, where we have group coaching, we have personal development through reading books, and we do nutrition and mindset coaching too. Wow, that's what I do. (laughs) That is still a lot. What got you into this business? What got me into this business? Good question. Lockdown. Uh, Before Ah. lockdown, I was a face-to-face kickboxing coach in a gym. I was training to fight, so I won my two English title fights in 2019. It was becoming a champion that gave me the confidence to go self-employed. So I worked in a family business, hospitality for my dad, and I had written a business plan and I'd begun selling prepared meals. I was physically in a kitchen space and I was selling food in the gym and then alongside that I was coaching kickboxing. I ran the female only kickboxing. I did privates with people. I was very busy basically but I wasn't earning money. Lockdown happened. I lost my part-time income from the pub. I lost my face-to-face business so I had to go what shall I do? I'm stuck at home. I can't do my kickboxing. I can't do my fighting. I decided I had a small group of women who wanted me to teach them through Zoom. So I decided to do it for them and learn how to turn that into a business. Since then, I have focused on developing it. And I studied the hypnotherapy. So I do hypnotherapy online. People say, how does it work? It works perfectly well through zoom. And the benefit is that you don't have to leave your house, you get to do it in the comfort of your own home, without having to go to somebody else's office, somebody else's home to receive the therapy. And so that's how I went from being a kickboxing coach to a hypnotherapist. And the next part is the speaking. So when I say kickboxing coach, hypnotherapist, public speaker, I've joined Toastmasters. I've got my own podcast. I'm here on this podcast now. And I've got a lot of things that I can share with the world. Wow, it certainly bloody sounds like it. So take me back to how you got into kickboxing then. So I got into kickboxing at 19. I, if I go all the way back, so we don't just keep stepping back, I grew up with both of my parents addicted to heroin, becoming alcoholics, I had a tough childhood. So I struggled as a teenager, social anxiety, I grew up believing that I was academic, I'd go to university, got told that I was going to get an A star in maths. And then the social anxiety became too much, I stopped going to school. And then I couldn't keep up my exam results. So that fear of failure, it became kind of crippling, I guess. And then I got with my boyfriend. And by the time I was 19, I wanted to do the kickboxing, but I wasn't confident enough. He began before me and he encouraged me to do it. So when I began, I was really weak mentally and physically. I couldn't even do one press up, but there was part of me, the resilient part of me that decided I'm going to keep going with this. So I was working 60 hours a week in the pub, like six days a week. And on my one day off, I would kickbox started to build my strength, things were going well. Then the club failed, then I went traveling, I quit my job, I split up with my boyfriend, I took myself and my savings to Southeast Asia. And when I got back, I got back with my boyfriend, I got my job back with a promotion, became the front of house manager, found another club. That was when I fully dedicated. So that was nearly six years ago now. I began training five, six times a week. I started boxing. I began fighting. I lost a lot of fights in the beginning. I lost my first five fights before I got a win. I began coaching at a uh, a brown belt. So I got given the female only kickboxing class because I got pulled aside at one point where I was losing. And he said to me, you're not a natural fighter but you are a natural coach. So I love working with other people. And that that began five years ago, just after my fighting began, working my way through the belts, working my way through the fighting. And then I began with that one class a week, empowering these women to develop this skill, because that's what the female-only kickboxing It's not about competing. It's not about fighting. It's not necessarily about becoming a black belt. It's about doing something for them, taking time out from their day, from their week, to go and look after themselves, look after their own health and well-being. And then since then, it's developed from there. Does that answer the question? That was a long answer. No, well, I'm surprised
0: because every time I ask you something, there's so much in it. But you're not going to be surprised by the fact that I'm going to go, Let's go back to the whole heroin thing. Wow. (laughs) I'm not
1: surprised about that, no. No. Um, There isn't a lot of details that I can go into, really, other than I don't feel like my childhood was that bad. I had a lot of support from family. My granddad was an amazing role model. He's still inspiring me today. He's 80, I should know his age, 80-something. He told me the other day. Um, In the 80s. He's in the 80s, yeah. And... Uh, I grew up with my cousins as well. So I have happy memories in the woods out with them playing. But there was always that sense of I've got to go home. What What's it going to be like at home? Um, and always the biggest thing that I remember is the fear of being found out by my friends. Because I grew up in quite a nice town. I had nice friends. They had normal families. They drove nice cars. They had the newest clothes and everything. I didn't. I had clothes from charity shops. We had a secondhand old car and it was embarrassing, especially by the time I became a teenager. So when I look back on it, so fighting became my coping mechanism to deal with everything that I'd struggled with growing up. Hypnotherapy allowed me to heal from it. Hypnotherapy this year, having the fighting taken away because I was struggling. I was struggling with the having to do more, never being enough. And so like you said, the amount of things I do, It stems from a, this isn't enough yet, I need to do something else. This isn't enough yet, I need to do something else. And it's only in the last few months, really, the end of 2020, that I realized I need help. I got hypnotherapy. I have coaches and therapists myself. And now I'm a practicing therapist. I've got a supervision circle. And it's addressing the underlying causes, which will allow me to release the trauma, release the anxiety, to then actually perform at a better level. And that kind of full circle goes around into the the premise of what I help people do, that improving their health and well-being. So whatever level it is, whether it's the community and the kickboxing, or whether it's the one-to-one work to release the trauma, the anxiety, whatever emotions it is that's holding people back around their eating, because a lot of people that I work with, it is around eating. Um, And yeah. But that's how they go together as well. People say, how, how is kickboxing and hypnotherapy related? Like, well, they're not really, but health is wholehearted. We don't just have our physical health and we don't just have our mental health. If you start to work on one, it will affect the other.
0: Oh yeah, I completely agree with that. I think the reason that you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use emotive words, but I think the reason that you overcompensate is because you feel that you need to still prove something and I think whenever I ask you any questions it, there's a, there's a sh- such a huge answer and that it wasn't it wasn't a surprise to me that you've you've come from trauma at all uh, you know I can completely resonate with the whole not the, the heroin side of it but definitely the coming from trauma and having to always overcompensate for everything and having to always make it very clear that I'll be all right and I you know and yeah. showing everyone that it doesn't matter what will happen i'll always kind of survive it i think it's a great thing to have but it's very good that you've recognized that there's it it falls in it
1: it leads to complications you can only do it for so long and the amount of case studies that i've looked at it and in professional sport and in business it ends up in injury so the physical like they get injured in their late 20s in businesses they hit burnout They just it makes people incapable of carrying on because there is only so much you can do and you end up operating in this anxious circle. And this is where I was at the end of last year. So the fighting was actually a healthy coping mechanism. It actually regulated my energy. I could go, I could burn it all off and I would exhaust myself. Then I would sleep well for eight hours a night. I'd eat well to to fuel my performance. With that being taken away, with the lockdown, with over Christmas, it started to, so my focus became my business and it became, I need to do more, I need to create more courses and I need to create more programs. And I need, when actually I needed to focus, I know the importance of focus, discipline from martial arts, but I had gone into this state of panic thinking I need to earn more money and I need to do this and I need to do this and that wasn't healthy And it wasn't the way to create a successful business either. So it was the learning that and that had a physical effect. So I started to lose weight. I started to suffer with my sleep. And I luckily I noticed the warning signs and I got help. I wasn't afraid to turn around to the hypnotherapists that I know and say, I'm starting to struggle. My anxiety is not healthy anymore. Anxiety is a natural part of everything that we do and especially people who want to achieve more. If you want to stand on stage and speak, if you want to perform, if you want a promotion, you will feel anxiety and it does fuel that performance. It does it's okay to want to go to the next level. It's what we want to do when we progress, when we want to grow, step out of our comfort zones. But it's when it becomes negative when it becomes all consuming holding us back coming from that place like you said that not being enough Mm. so we need to learn how to accept ourselves as we are now be present in the moment and then work out what we're working towards with focus then we actually achieve it so like in my business it would have been the equivalent of when I had that title fight also trying to run a marathon and go swimming and do a ballet competition I would have failed all of them No, I had a title fight and I did all of my training for that title fight. So that's what I'm now doing with my business. I have two things, not one. I have my community and I have my one-to-one hypnotherapy. But I don't feel the need to launch 50 programs this year. Good. Because I
0: would still say that you need to focus on one, especially for the marketing side of it. Because, I mean... For me, the community the community would be the thing that I would be focusing on and the one to one would be the the VIP level to the community. So then you don't need to focus on that because, you know, in your community, you can always let them know well the VIP would be to work with me one to one. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. But I would still say that the, the focus should be about one thing at one time. Otherwise it just you don't become a
1: master. Yeah. Are you there? is it there is it working
0: yeah sorry did it freeze
1: yeah um anyway yeah i
0: was saying that i would still um focus on one and and then um use p as kind of um level up from that but uh, anyway so when you're not doing all of the business thing what do you do for yourself now that you can't do the the kickboxing
1: um well i do do the kickboxing because I teach it online but I'm not in the gym so I am actually doing a strength training program at the moment so that's one of the things that I do for myself I am looking to do more art so I am finding more time to use art to I don't know rec- I'm not very good at art so in my mind no I'm, I'm not. not I'd love to be good at art I write poetry I write a poem a day So I'm actually releasing a book about it. Again, too many things, how many things, but I do write poetry and that began as a habit of, I want to write poetry, but now I've got quite a lot of poetry and I'm going to combine that with the mental health and how it helped. So that's something. And then I guess alongside that, I've just begun playing chess and I really, really love food. So I cook, I bake there and I, and I go walking. I, go, I live in a lovely part of the world. I go walking along the beach. I go walking around the woods. I think I kind of do normal things when I'm not doing the business and the business, but the, I do love everything that I do as part of the business. So when people say you need to spend more time not doing business related activities, like kickboxing is my passion So doing kickboxing as an activity for me, not business related, is still for me. When I do a workout on my own, not on Zoom, jumping around, getting other people doing it, that is for me.
0: Yeah, no, I completely and utterly resonate with that. I love my business. You can see you love your business. I can tell when people love their business, especially when I interview people every week and I I love my business. I absolutely love it. So I, I'm i quite like you. I probably work too much, but it's because I enjoy it so much. So, you know, I resonate with what you're saying as well on the whole mental health side of things and stuff like that, because I, I'm I'm a runner and I do boxing as well. So they're two things that I always used to keep myself really level. And obviously boxing, I had to stop doing because of um, COVID. So I haven't been able to do that for a year. And then I've injured my foot, so I can't run. And I really, I know, and I really worried that I would really sink. Like I just refused to stop running, just thinking, "Oh God, it's going to be such an effect on my mental health." But it really hasn't actually. I think because I've, I'm really conscious of it, and I'm keeping, you know, keeping a check on myself. But when you're into your business so much as as we are and when you're into your fitness as much as as we are it's really difficult to then give like not move the energy that you had for fitness into your business and kind of get into tunnel vision so it's good that you've got other things like I'm not I'm having
1: to learn and it is, it is a changing of the behavior. So like I said, um, it was at the end of 2020 into the very beginning of 2021. that I was like, ah, I've got a problem because before that, I just kept adding more and more and more and more onto my business, thinking the solution is do more, do more, do more. And now I'm, I still catch myself going, no, don't do more. Take time out and find something else to do. And then I go, but I want to be doing more because I want my business to do more. I want, to, and, but I've set strict boundaries, and it, it's that having to going back to the discipline. And martial arts do teach discipline. So, and once I managed to get that reframe and realise the way you succeed is by being disciplined. So I am disciplining myself. In the, you'll have a day off a week. You'll have a time where you cut off. You will. Get better. So I'm, I'm getting an online business manager, we've got a meeting next week, so to help me organize my processes, so I'm not stressing out all the time about all of the things I need to do, because I'm not going to stop doing the things that I do. So before we were on camera uh, recording, we were talking about the podcast. That is one of the parts of my business that I, I don't love doing. I don't love editing podcasts. No, I don't. But it's something that I am not going to stop doing as part of my business. So I need to make sure every week I can fit in my client work, the podcast editing, the blog writing, the being on interviews like this effectively. And that's where I'm at now. I'm at at the best, I'm in the best place I've ever been in that it's all achievable. And I can have a start time, a break in the afternoon, a finish time, and one to two days off a week. And that is incredible I'm so pleased God, got it even I
0: don't have one or two days off a week so good for you so that's, that's really I,
1: I really am because I really am aiming to have I don't like the word trying but I'm aiming to have Saturday off and then yeah that's what I do an easier day so Sunday I still run my session in the evening I still do a bit of sorting out for the week but I don't have clients as such at the and again it will change when it goes to face to face and when I'm back in the gym I'll have to reorganize it all again because fight shows will come up and I'll end up being away for the weekend and I'll be like I'll have to have Wednesday off or something I don't know but I love doing that though so again it's like I'm used to working all the hours in the pub and going to fight shows So it's not like I'm used to that nine to five, Monday to Friday. I've never had that lifestyle. So I'm not. Me either. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've always run my own business. So I'm used to just working at this, this pace, but I'm exactly the same as you. I mean, when you, when you love it, it's a totally different thing. But I did say this morning, because usually I'm up and at my computer by half seven in the morning. And this morning I was like knackered and didn't get out of bed till nine, you know, and I had that moment of feeling really guilty. And then I, Then I said on the live that I did today, no, I say to you guys all the time, what is the point in having your own business? Treat it like a job. It's not a job. It's a business. And if I, you know, I shouldn't have made myself feel guilty about getting up late. I obviously needed it. And it's my business. If I don't want to start my business till nine o'clock in the morning, then that's what I do. So sometimes us business owners need to have a little word with ourselves. Anyway, Jessica, if anyone wants to enroll on any of your programs or find your community, where can they find you?
1: I would recommend my website, um, iamfightingfit.co.uk. Everything's on there. Um, Facebook is my favorite platform, Jessica Fleischer. I've also got a group called the Champion Business Community, my free one. And then my paid membership community, if people want to work with me on a closer level, is Fighting Fit Together. But they can find that all through my main website too that's awesome thanks
0: so much well Jessica coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment so I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me I love Eminem and I love the movie the eight mile he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him skinny is why his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say any bad things back to him so Jessica what are the worst things about you
1: what a great question <laughs> what are The worst things about me. Um... I don't even know I'm trying to think now I'm trying to think of the worst things
0: it's funny no matter what you say I'm always like that's all right people always say I talk too much or and I'm like yes do I
1: as somebody who promotes health and everything and like the whole podcast has just basically highlighted it I definitely still struggle with balancing my own life out um, yeah. But I'm trying to think of something more specific, like what's really shocking now. Um, I don't know.
0: Tell me a gorge on chocolate or eat a Big Mac a week or something.
1: I can easily eat a whole bag of chilli heatwave Doritos and after everything. <sighs> I, <can. laughs> but I don't even think that's that bad because I love them. <laughs> so I
0: love them. And, you know, <laughs> me and my husband are disgusting we have them with a bowl of chili and just literally use it like a spoon
1: yeah so gross. and um I'm really quite lazy at times like people think I'm really active but I have days where like you said about that getting out of bed I'm terrible at getting up early I don't have that perfect morning routine some days I'm just like oh, I can't be bothered and I snooze for half an hour um an hour sometimes so there we go that's that's a pretty but that's something that I'm like right I don't want to do that and I don't always do the washing up before I go to bed I'm saying no. I really like it when the washing up's always done and I really try to have that habit of washing up will be done before I go to bed on the drainer and then I'll put it away first thing in the morning and sometimes I do that sometimes I leave my washing in the washing machine for too long as well and then have to rewash it I don't yeah. like how can you there we go all the worst things about me are housework related
0: Ugh, no you know, I'm never gonna demonize you for that I do all of those things and think they're perfectly normal and I don't so Jen, always
1: brush my hair either I don't brush my hair every day I never brush my hair never never you, have I brushed it I washed it and everything I, I don't wash it every day either. I washed it today but I don't think I've brushed it since so there we go I washed my hair
0: for you too I know it's been up in a ponytail all week but that's COVID for you isn't it anyway thank you so much Jessica for being on the podcast and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us that's info at find-surveyors.co.uk say goodbye Kate Kate say goodbye Jessica Bye. Bye. bye